0: And welcome to another episode of Here's What, Here's I'm what I Was Talking About, about while, while You Were, you were talking. talking. You know it, it's the show where we talk and think and think about what we're talking about and talk about what we're thinking about. My name is Aaron. And with me as always are my futuristic co hosts, Sabrina. Hi. And Brian. Hello. How y'all doing? Fine.
1: Good. So futuristic. So
0: glad to hear that. We kinda are, right?
1: Yeah. How are you, Aaron?
0: I'm good. Um Yeah, I'm gonna say just good. Um not overly good. hmm Maybe a little existential dread. Uh-oh. A little sleepy. Oh. A little hungry. Mm-hmm. But you know, what? overall, I'm in a good mood. I'm always in a good mood when I see y'all.
1: Yeah, That's me too. So nice.
0: It really is true, though. It like, I don't know. So nice.
1: Yeah. Well, um, maybe when we're done with this, you can eat chips since you're hungry. Um,
0: I'm absolutely gonna eat tortilla chips and salsa.
1: Mm, yummy. I had some cheese. Just before this, just cheese like
0: shredded in your mouth.
1: Yes, I just (laughs) shredded in my mouth. Uh, I had a honey goat gouda and another cheese. A goat gouda. Yeah, a goat goat gouda. A gouda made with goat milk as the source milk, and then a little honey rind thingy, and it's really good. And I sliced it and put on crackers, and ate it until there was.
0: Oh, okay, that's what I, I was waiting for. None the, left. Yeah, the mechanism, the, <laughs> the thing, the receptacle. I mean, you can just eat cheese I mean, plain.
1: I did eat some I pieces of it without a cracker.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's that good, sounds amazing, bro. Yummy
1: man. cheese that I bought for eating.
0: I have snack envy.
1: Well, maybe next time. You can Maybe plan your snacks what? better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Squeeze next some time what? will snacking in before we record.
0: Yeah, I should. I should. Well, I went grocery shopping before, so I got like extra hungry. So
2: mm. I'm gonna you get yourself
0: a little snack.
2: Well, you were hungry what? at the grocery store, and you didn't get like a weird snack.
1: No, you get a pre-made sandwich.
0: No, you always end up with weird stuff when you go hungry sandwich.
1: to the grocery store.
0: Yeah, pre made sandwiches are hit or miss. I always end up with I, a well, pre-made I, I was like fixated on making enchiladas tonight, so Yeah.
2: Mm. Well good for you, yeah. I guess, for not getting a bunch of extra stuff.
0: You're right.
1: And Sabrina just ate ice cream for mm. dinner. That's true. So, yeah. All right. Great.
2: Now that we've got that out of the way,
1: now that we've sorted out who's snacked and who hasn't, should we dive in?
2: Yeah, let's do it.
1: You wanna, you wanna do it, Sabrina?
2: I will do it. Sure. You're on um, the agenda. So, so um, this is not my discovery. It's a friend of mine's discovery. Drew, hi, Drew. Um. He went on a little adventure this past week and he posted a picture from a restaurant menu and this menu item says Sunday brunch special, three corn dogs and a bottle of nuke $45. Nuke. And I laughed a lot at this and then I was like, what is nuke? How
1: how is it spelled?
2: N-U-K-E in all caps.
1: My first, my first thought was N O O K for some reason.
2: Oh no, like like short for nuclear.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. I just thought three it was three corn dogs like an and a bottle drink. of
2: nuke forty five dollars. Is nuke um,
1: alcoholic?
2: Yeah, so I looked it up, and there is not very much info on their website or on their Facebook page, or really anywhere online, except that it is known for being sold at this restaurant in Bremerton. <laughs> Interesting. And it is a liquor.
1: Bottle of nuke.
2: Um it is neon green.
1: Okay. One would hope.
2: Um I really like I really had a hard time finding anything about it and then on this one website called Onlineable, which is for small business owners, um the contact at this company posted about it and um it's got a brief description. It's called nuke waste. Again, it's neon green. And it says here, it is a grain-neutral spirit with lemon, lime, and melon flavors. Tastes great as a shot and also mixed Whoa. with sodas, juice, champagne. I love the idea of taking a champagne from the Champagne region of France and mixing it with nuke waste from Bremerton.
1: Why not? <laughs> Why wouldn't you? It um,
2: hmm. says in- so in- they're exotic. Apple, SARS, That's what QMC, Total says. Wine. Yeah, I know it's like, it's really hard to find info on it. I was having trouble like where I would click on their Instagram page and then it would ask me for my birthday and I'd be like, no, I'm not giving you a birthday. And then I would be in this horrible cycle. Um, you give it a fake mm-hmm. birthday. Yeah, I could. Uh, anyway, yeah, so it's known for being sold at this restaurant. It seems to be kind of like the main a uh, place that sold uh, Horse mm-hmm. and Cow is the name of the restaurant.
1: Horse and Cow.
2: Brian, do you know it? No. Not familiar? I have to say, I looked at the rest of the menu and it seems weirdly overpriced. Like, um, there's a single corn dog on the kids' menu for $9. That's too much for Whoa. a corn dog, right? Even yeah, like a f- that's way too much super fresh, delicious
0: corn dog. Agreed. Unless it's, like, huge. Is it a huge corn dog?
2: But it's on the kids' menu.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's weird.
2: So, three corn dogs and a bottle of nuke for $45. I mean... That's a lot. That's a lot. Especially like, for um, I kept trying to find it on, you know, like, all of these results I was getting were on, like, Total Wine. Um, These different like alcohol purveyor websites but it was always like out of stock so i wasn't able to get a good grasp on like how much it costs
1: Have you seen um, that the nuke a waste website cow? has
2: a lot of like merch but um they don't i mean obviously they don't sell it directly from their website because that's not really a thing
1: did you see that there's one in guam
2: you mean uh a nuke waste or a horse, a and, horse cow? and cow yeah isn't that weird of oh. all the places, it's
1: a naval thing, I guess.
2: You can get um. You can get a T-shirt, a hoodie, a face mask, or a cooling towel with the nuke waist logo on it.
1: Nice.
0: Their logo like, is not. It's not good. It's like a frog with three eyes. Oh, but then the actual like um. Uh... The
2: drink Oh yeah, itself. it's just—it's like that, um, that like kind of military, no- caps,
0: yeah, novelty font. serif,
2: like spray paint, yeah, stencil, looking, yeah, font. It says Nuke waste spirits." Oh, it's glow in the dark. That's funny. The face mask has oh, that's- <laughs> that is glow in the dark. Like cool. the the letter it the lettering is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah. I just thought that was so funny, uh, the funniest brunch menu item I have ever seen, probably.
1: Three corn dogs and a bottle. Three of Three corn
2: nuke. dogs and a
0: bottle of nuke. Like,
1: I wonder, yeah, how bottle? big is like? The I'm bottle. guessing
0: it's like really sweet, right? Maybe. I'm I'm picturing it. Y'all remember when Mountain Dew had that spinoff called Amp? Yeah. Yes, but I never had it. Ooh, I had it. I never had Mountain oh. Dew either. <laughs> You've never had Mountain Dew? I've never had Mountain Dew. <laughs> <gasps> it just always seems so gross to me. <laughs> it is, but also it's good.
2: I mean, I drank a lot of fruitopia in middle school, so I, I understand mm. drinking gross stuff.
0: Right, really sweet, sickly sweet. Yeah. Um. Well, Amp and Mountain Dew are very, like, like the sensations on your on your tongue are like zapping. That's how I would describe it. It's like zappy, what? and I assume like like um you know it's like really citrusy and like carbonated. Like it's got a lot of citric acid. Yes, exactly. Zappy, and so that's how I assume this nuke tastes. So it kind of stays on your tongue. Yeah, and it's like hella. Yeah, citric acid is the way to put it for sure. But yeah, so this is like um. When you drank Amp as a kid and then you can drink now, you can drink alcohol and you now you like Nuke. And
2: you drink a whole bottle of it with your friend at brunch. What's the so alcohol With percentage? two friends? Or is it just you and the whole bottle eating three corn dogs?
1: I guess you get a three God, friends. Each person gets a corn dog and you split And you the each bottle. get
2: like six shots of Nuke.
1: I'm imagining that it's Jesus. sort of like a green limoncello.
2: Oh, that sounds uh, like elevated. Yeah. I mean, it might be really good. I don't know. I just, I see the neon green and I think that's got a bunch of sugar in it.
1: Well, there's three of for us. Sure. There's three corn dogs.
2: It's been served in the I horse think... and cow for over 30 years. Whoa.
1: I think we should check it out.
2: Yeah. Um, I assumed it was new. I would love I to. I know, right? 30 years. It's crazy. Now it's available to the world, but not really because I can't find it online anywhere.
0: Not even like BevMo? Well,
2: I mean, it didn't show up in my search results, but I could do a little bit more digging.
0: If you really want to get Nuke, you can. I love that this
2: display, which I assume is at the restaurant, has like lights behind it. So it's like shining through the bottle. So it's like extra radioactive looking. Mm-hmm. I do like the little three eyed frog. It's like haha, huh, get it. I say
1: Radiation. I say we go get it.
2: I mean, we are in different cities right now.
1: What are you doing next Sunday?
2: <clears throat> I have I have a rehearsal.
1: What are you doing the Sunday after that?
0: She has an all day rehearsal.
2: I have a rehearsal every Sunday. True. Wow. Um yeah, I'll think I really I'll think this. about how I can shuffle my schedule I around guess so we can drink. I'll have to eat waste, all three though. corn dogs myself. Yeah, I guess I'll have to eat all three corn do- I, I mean, I'm not going to restaurants right now anyway, so.
0: But something to look forward to yeah. for sure. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Definitely something worth the pandemic wait. Exactly.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Well, I love that. I'm yeah. going to do some research on how to find it because now I just, yeah, I really want to try it now.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's like maybe I'll go down to the liquor store on Capitol Hill and see if they have it because they have a lot of stuff. Novelty I mean, just things.
1: Go to the horse and cow. With me. Easy peasy.
2: And it's not easy peasy.
1: It's right there.
2: <laughs> it's right. It's right there. Um, anyway, uh, thank the you, ferry. Drew, for finding this gem. And taking a photo of it. I love it. Love it.
0: Thanks, Drew.
1: Really looking forward to new. My turn to get nuke.
0: nuked. Yeah, and Bye. if I can find it, I will. Will definitely buy some and send it to you all. But also, really want to try it and do a review. Maybe I'll have that with my um, vegan chicken nuggets if I ever get those from KFC. What sounds a like a terrible mixture. Good, that would be.
1: Sounds like a good. <laughs> sounds menu. like a fun
0: night. Turns my stomach just thinking about it. anywho, I believe it is my turn. Am I right? You are right. Cool. So I was thinking about, you know, how we're kind of going back into, you know, maybe staying in our houses. I mean, it's also the weather's been really shitty. So I've been staying in and I got to thinking about um, board games and all types of games, word games. And I wanted to tell you all about a game that I just played for the first time that I think is newish, And I hope we haven't already talked about it, because I have no memory anymore. Um, but have I already talked to you guys about Ransom Notes by chance? Um, I don't think so.
1: I don't think so either.
0: Have you all heard of this word game? I don't think so. Okay, so it's very fun. I don't have much to say about it. But really I kind of want to talk about like it's uh it's one of those games that was um crowdfunded on Indiegogo. hmm And if you if you listener out there don't know about crowdfunding, you probably do. You probably know of like the more grassroots way of doing it. Um maybe before there was the interwebs. But there's like websites like Indiegogo or um Kickstarter. And basically if you have a project but you don't have the money to do it, you can um make one of these pages and like explain your project and be like, Hey, I have this really fun game called ransom notes. Um, and if you, you know, give me money, then I can make it and then I'll send you one. So anyways, that's how I heard about ransom notes. Super fun. I played it over, um, on friends giving and it was fucking hilarious. It's kind of like, um, cards against humanity. Okay. But Mm -hmm. instead of just flipping over, you know, your answer, your one card, you put together a string of words, like kind of like the, um, you know, when you have the fridge words. Like fridge uh, magnets? Yeah, fridge magnets. Um, and it comes with a magnet card. I'm not explaining this good. I hate explaining board games. And uh, you instead like make this, it's kind of like can be a poetry or a sentence or a couple words or a phrase. Um, and it's really funny because you get a ton of words and... It's good so times.
2: what are you trying to do with the words? Just, like, make a coherent sentence?
0: Um, I mean, sort of. You don't have to, because, like, some people made, like, haikus and poems when I played. But basically, you're trying to have, you know, it's like Cards Against Humanity in that the person who read the card. Uh, so say it's like, oh, I wonder if I can find an example. I wonder if I can find an example. Okay, so, like, tell someone you've clogged their toilet during a party. And then you'd look at all your words. You know, you've got all types of words, nouns, verbs, adjectives, articles. And so this person's answer to tell someone you've clogged the toilet at a party is, I have elaborate booty chaos. Please not, mad.
2: Oh, okay. So you're just like, it's like Scrabble, but words, kind of. Yeah. And then the person picks their favorite?
0: Exactly. Whoa, that sounds kind of hard. It's not... It's not as hard because I agree. It did sound like very involved, but it's actually pretty easy because I think you you get a lot of words, uh, but it, it is time consuming. Like we definitely like waited on people to play, you know, like waited on them to make their phrases. Mm-hmm. But gosh, so fun. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Like I, we were cracking up. Like people were laughing so hard they couldn't read their all of their sentences, basically. That's,
2: that sounds awesome. That's good. Yeah, I wonder if you could play it online.
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: Aaron. Did you indie go go it?
0: I did I did, yes. It was Indiegogo. I ended up buying like two copies because I was like, this sounds hilarious. And
2: it's like a good deal wow. and stuff, right? When you do the
0: I think so. I the, think the early I know, adopter. I think it was like thirty bucks a a thing. Yeah. I think I bought like the premium one. I don't know. I think it comes with like extra words or something.
2: hmm
0: But yeah. That's and I'm cool. like what a cool you know it's like such a cool way to like you know back good ideas for games right instead of like you know people you don't have to they don't have to pitch their game to Hasbro they just need to Right they're yeah. just a little independent game company Fuck
1: Hasbro
2: Exactly more like Hasbin, am I right Yeah <laughs> so
1: right I Hilarious. kickstarted um kickstarted Exploding Kittens
2: Oh yeah, oh. from the oatmeal,
1: which was fun, and I kickstarted um, Machine of Death, which I think I don't have anymore. Is that a game? That was a game where you tried to. <laughs>
2: no, it's a Machine of Death.
1: You no. You had to like orchestrate an assassination using complicated stuff, and you tried to
0: like Mousetrap.
1: I guess it was card is that waste, what Mousetrap
0: so... is at its core.
1: You trying to orchestrate an assassination of the mouse? <laughs> I guess a kidnapping. Yeah,
0: it's a kidnapping of the mouse. You send it to a farm. Oh no! In the sky, big. I farm also
1: in the sky. just yesterday got something that I kickstarted so many years ago.
0: Oh, that's that's fun. random.
1: Well, I didn't get the the I haven't got the last piece yet, but um, the trap, kick- the mouse trap. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <The laughs> I bowl. kickstarted a movie about Kurt Vonnegut.
2: Oh, that's and good. And so what did you not get? <laughs> I got
1: so just yesterday I got the link to my online screener of the movie, so I can watch it now. Oh, nice. oh, okay. My physical DVD is still in the mail. Gotcha. DVD. But I kickstarted it like I don't know, so many years ago.
0: Yeah. Um, that makes sense for a movie.
2: My brother has a glow forge and it took them like 2 oh. years to get it. Yes. So
0: What's a glow forge, Sabrina? It's a laser cutter.
2: It's really cool. They can nice. you can make anything.
1: 2 That's years.
2: Not
0: wood or plastic, yeah. Is that Let's the see. Seattle based one? Uh,
2: I don't know. Is it?
0: I'm mixing it up. There's a Seattle based um 3D printer company here. Oh, okay. Wait, is there? I might be making this all up.
1: I just I just checked, in this movie, the Kickstarter project, launched in 2015.
2: Oh my god, well, that is I mean, a long a time ago. Yeah, you so. never know with movies, I
0: guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because oh, they plus- had to like do a lot of production stuff and also like getting footage and rights and things. And-
0: exactly. I was gonna say maybe pandemic problems too. I'm not sure. Depending on when they shot, or maybe they were already in post production by the time the pandemic hit. Well,
2: yeah, and then like they couldn't get like. The DVDs delivered or whatever.
0: Yeah, for show.
2: hmm
0: Well, so then I got to thinking about, like, more stuff on Kickstarter, right? hmm And I was like, what are some weird stuff that was, like, oddly successful? And boy, did I find an article of eight weird Kickstarter campaigns that were actually successful from okay. Index Digital. All right. And they're just all over the place. Like, for instance, the ostrich pillow, which is, like, this pillow that, like, wraps, like, slips onto your head. I'm going to send you a pic. Sorry, listeners. Uh, And here's the little little blurb. Perfect for power napping or for those who oh, need somewhere a- comfortable to sleep. Oh, i seen, seen a these? picture. Not in real life. <laughs> oh, I got excited. Basically, it's, like, napping on the go, and it's supposed to resemble an ostrich burying its head in the sand. It slips over your head, and it has a breathing hole for your mouth and nose. And I'm picturing, like, probably, like, it's good for airports and planes and stuff. It
2: looks like a like an old-fashioned deep-sea diving helmet, is what it really looks like. Yeah. But, like, but like squishy
0: and soft. Exactly. So, it reached well over its goal of 140,000 pounds from 2,000 backers nice nice crazy yeah. that um, is nice. another one i'm actually not or do you all watch doctor who
1: no uh, no i tried once
0: mm oh ooh i feel like you're going to cause you're going to ruffle some feathers <laughs> um i've never tried but i know i have lots of friends who are super into it well um there was a project in 2013 where um a team named three stags wanted to launch a tardis which is the um it's like the, a phone booth right
2: the phone booth that's bigger on the inside
0: oh yeah oh i didn't know even know it was bigger on the inside that makes it sci-fi that makes sense um they wanted to build a replica And launched into space and have it be a satellite for the um, show's 50th anniversary. And there were three unsuccessful attempts and no word on whether the project went ahead. Which I'm like, what does that mean? I guess they were like attempting to make it. I'm not sure. Um, But they did raise 65,000 pounds from fans. And I was like, wow, that's such a such a wacky idea.
1: What was their goal?
2: What, yeah, and like, what does the fan get out of this investment?
0: Um, (laughs) see, that's what I'm confused about because this says there was no word on whether the project went ahead. Which so I'm like, what did they steal all those? Steal all their money?
1: That means it didn't, right? Like Like, that's
0: crazy. Yeah, it seems like it didn't. Think I feel like we would know.
2: I feel like we know about stuff that gets launched into space.
1: Yeah, we do.
2: Yeah, we hear while you were talking, Pod.
1: Yeah. Are informed about everything that goes into space.
2: Everything. Looks like they built it.
1: They just probably didn't launch it into space.
2: Have they considered emailing Jeff Bezos
0: <laughs> yeah, right. into space? Um, they did <laughs> build it. And. Gosh, did they go. 50,000 pounds over their or dollars, pounds, over their goal? I don't know. This is very confusing. It's also like 2013, so I'm like, obviously it didn't happen. We would have heard about it, right? Yeah. If it would have actually happened. So, yeah, that one's interesting. Okay, this is probably my favorite one and so bizarre. So, um, to gain more backing for projects against their rival Indiegogo – kickstarter relaxed the crowdfunding campaign's rules to give creative individuals more support and freedom so this guy named zach brown decided um that he wanted to crowdsource or crowdfund a uh, making a potato salad and so his goal was 10 pounds sorry this is um a uk article obviously um to buy his ingredients for the potato salad but he ended up raising forty thousand pounds. Which is crazy. Um, and so instead he released a recipe book called The Peace, Love and Potato Salad Cook Book.
2: He could have just like donated it to people who needed it <laughs> is how I feel about that. <laughs> That's
1: true. How much did he he could've getting have,
2: like towards 40, hu- people who are hungry or something.
0: Here is a picture of a potato salad that apparently was in the cookbook, um, and it looks amazing. Speaking of goat cheese or whatever you said it earlier, Brian, uh, it's got like whatever goat cheese. Said. In it. Whatever you the hell you said? Whatever that I said. That salad looks
2: delicious. It doesn't look like a potato salad,
0: right? Because it's not like mayoey and wet. It's got it's little like
2: finger potatoes that are like grilled with
0: grill marks. Mm, hell
2: yeah! Um, I also missed. How much did he raise? Forty thousand pounds. It, it, for some reason, the connection really hates it when you say how much he raised. A forty a thousand. Censor okay. it. <laughs> yeah, Ten thousand times like four. Censoring it for you.
0: Okay, I heard it that time. <laughs> cool. Hell yeah. So yeah, crazy shit. That's funny. okay. And then some of these are some of these are kind of boring, but this was my last um, favorite one. So this was the grilled Jesus, and so there was a. Oh. Do you all watch? Um, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, is a toaster it's like a stamp. that puts Jesus.
0: Yes. How'd you all know this? I think I've seen it I on the I've internet. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm online.
2: <laughs> I'm online. <laughs> I'm online. It's like it seems um, like something that well, like that company Fred would make.
0: Yes, I know what you're talking about. Hmm. Like, quirky stuff.
2: Yeah, quirky stuff. What I
0: wonder, is there more than one brand that does this? I think so, because I feel like I've seen
2: a different, like, image.
0: (laughs) A different shroud. Exactly. Because this one, so, for the listener, the picture I just sent them was a really cute plate um, with some, like, floral designs around it. And in the center is a grilled cheese. I mean, you just see, like, the top bread piece. And it's... um, it's a, a bust of Jesus and he is looking off to his right into the distance and it's like the um like the sun sun rays are like um that burst design. How do you describe that?
1: Sun yeah, burst it's like, yeah.
0: Yeah. It, it does look like some
2: clouds and then like a ray of sun behind him with the rays coming out in all directions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a big shiny glow behind Jesus's head. You know, yeah, the normal, exactly. The normal thing you see everywhere.
0: Exactly. Well, apparently, there was a 2010 Glee episode titled Grilled Jesus. Oh, this sounds familiar. Um, <laughs> yeah, Do I don't know Glee? about this and I don't watch Glee.
2: Yeah, I watched a few seasons of Glee. I have like a vague um, memory of this.
0: Well, I remember like... I was wondering if this started, be- or maybe this episode of Glee. So basically, like, the the um, this couple, this young couple, were fans of Glee. They watched the episode. They were like, we want to make that a reality. And they had an 18,000-pound goal. And they were backed by 286 folks. And now you can buy this grilled cheeses on Amazon. But I heard, I believe, you know how, like, when goofy stuff, like, when people see... Like, Jesus in their, um, I don't know, in their designs or in, in some sort of food, right? Like this. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. they, like, put it on eBay. I think yeah. that happened.
2: Yeah. Like, originally. Yeah. The original grilled cheese, Jesus, was, like, a weird
0: eBay thing. Exactly. So, yeah.
1: Now everyone can have it.
0: Now everyone can have Jesus.
1: Grilled Jesus For the people.
0: For the people. But yeah, so that's um that's weird stuff being backed on Kickstarter or Indiegogo. You'll
1: love to see it.
0: Love it. I do. Here for it.
1: Yeah. Nice. Would you back any of those, Erin? If you had the um, chance.
0: Hmm. Let's see. The pillow is kind of a good idea. It looks crazy. <laughs> It does look super stupid. I, like, probably wouldn't buy one. So I guess that's not really answering your question. I, like, believe in it, but I don't want to do it.
1: You can back stuff without um, getting it.
0: That's true. But why? Just
1: be a supporter. Because you're like, this is a cool <laughs> but idea, why? but I don't want one.
0: Right. But why? I guess but if I, I like, exist, cared about the people's story. One. Man, I guess I'd back the cheeses. <laughs> if it had to be something I wanted. I love grilled cheese and Jesus.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Fair call. Fair. Fair right. enough.
2: What do you have for us, Brian?
1: What do I have for you?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have a quick comparison for you between Fred Meyer and Fred Meyer.
2: Ah, yes.
1: Do you know about? The two Myers,
2: yeah, because they had a Meyer in Indiana,
1: yeah, Aaron, did you have Myers where you were, um, when you were in the Midwest? Myers? yeah,
0: like the grocery Meyer, no, no, I and don't know what you guys are talking about,
1: you don't, okay, great, well, do you know about Fred Meyer,
0: like the like the store here,
1: yeah, the store here,
0: yeah, I love Fred Meyer, it's like Walmart, great. but better.
1: Yeah, what's on your list today, you'll find out Fred Meyer It's all part of your busy day, etc. Yeah, so Fred Meyer is a grocery store, superstore thing in the Pacific Northwest region. Meyer, M-E-I-J-E-R, is a grocery store, superstore thing in the Midwest region. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the two Meyers, and you can tell me which Fred Meyer is your favorite, Fred Meyer. Okay. Although I know the answer. (laughs) Um, Okay. So our first Fred Meyer, this is Fred Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R, of our local Northwest chain, was born Fritz Grubmeyer in 1886 in Germany. His family moved to Brooklyn, New York, United States in 1889. And when he was young, Fritz, My- Fritz Grubmeier worked in his father's grocery store. Some other facts about Fritz, he stopped going to school after fifth grade. It was a different time. Around ni- at 19, Fritz left home and traveled west, ending up prospecting for gold in Nome, Alaska, Classic. Before settling in Seattle in 1906, where he worked okay. for a small grocery. And then, in 1909, moved to Portland, Oregon. And this is where things got exciting. Shortly after moving to Portland, Fritz Grubmeier changed his name to Fred G. Meyer. And now, this was confusing because on Wikipedia, it said frederick shortened his name to fred g meyer so i w- but they never said if he changed his name from fritz to frederick at some point
2: or is fritz like just a, a known nickname, a nickname for, for, frederick? for frederick maybe and like german people just know that
1: it could be hmm. Maybe 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 on something but it's like they show like it lists like his birth name and stuff it's like yeah fritz grubmeyer so that was confusing but anyway Sometime after moving to Portland is when his name became Fred G. Meyer. G for grub.
2: <laughs> What's your middle name, Fred? Oh, it's Grub.
1: <laughs> grub. I'm assuming it was G for Grub, right? Because it was Grub Meyer.
2: I think it was probably just the letter G. G. Meyer. If he was trying to like westernize it. Maybe. Americanize it.
1: So then in 1910, one of Fred's brothers, William, moved to Portland and they. Started up a business partnership, and we're managing a tea company. And on the side, Fred established a separate business using horse-drawn wagons to deliver coffee, tea, and spices to Portland residents, as well as groceries to nearby farms. So, basically, Uber Eats.
2: Yeah. Really. Basically.
1: Um, oh shit! I've left this note out. A 2001. So th- about the name change. A 2001 Oregonian article said that the change was made, quote, for convenience and maybe to save money on signs.
2: Um, probably also so he sounded less foreign. I yeah, feel like that's probably, probably also the main
1: that. one. <laughs> yeah. And so, but Fred and William, their business partnership didn't last long. And then in 1922, Fred's brother Henry came around and they started up a business partnership. And together they started four businesses before also eventually parting ways. But among the four businesses they started up was My Bros Meat Market and My Bros Inc.
2: My Bros? Like My Bros? My Bros. <laughs> my, bros. my Bros.
1: My Bros Meat Those Market. Those
2: are My Bros. My Bros. <laughs> was a mouthful. Down... My Bros Meat Market.
1: Just headed down to My Bros Meat Market.
2: <laughs> my Bros Meat Market is fully a male strip club.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh... Or It's one of the situations where you're like, Oh I'm gonna head to my bros, and then you're like, Oh which bro and yeah, my bro my bro no, no, no but which oh, bro a who's on uh, first
2: situation yeah,
1: a yeah, which bro's meat called. market is on first
2: my bro's meat mm-hmm. market, yeah, I love that,
1: but so so then my bros ended up being the um kind of the starting place from which Fred Meyer developed his supermarkets and department stores. So after he and Henry split up, he he kept going with MyBros and expanded it into these big stores, earning him credit as one of the originators of the one-stop shopping concept um, with his Hollywood Fred Meyer in the Hollywood District of Portland that he opened in 1931. It was according to this the first one-stop shopping center uh he deliberately chose the neighborhood through an application of market research um and one thing he did was he would pay customers parking tickets that they incurred while shopping at his downtown store wow and then it, uh, in doing that he was able to obtain their home addresses And so then he figured out where they lived, and then he opened a store there. Um, The store's innovations included a grocery store alongside a drugstore, plus home products, off-street parking, a gas station, and eventually clothing. And as they continued to open more stores like this, he would base locations on planned highway construction. And then, smart dude, it's funny that
2: like other people weren't doing things like that, honestly. Well,
1: or were they? Yeah.
2: In
1: nineteen seventy-eight, at the age of nineteen, at the age of (laughs) ninety-two, Fred Meyer died. Fred Meyer died at his Portland home. Hmm. He was known for living frugally, but he did give to many charities. And upon his death, his stock in Fred Meyer established the Meyer Memorial Trust leaving behind $60 million to be used for religious, charitable, scientific, literary, or educational purposes.
2: That's a big net.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot of things. That's just like every genre. Yeah, use it for all the things. And then um, eventually, Fred Meyer, the store, was merged or obtained by Kroger in 1998.
2: As all stores eventually are.
1: Well, are they? So... Our other Fred Meyer is Frederick Gerhard Hendrick Meyer, born December 7th, 1919. And this is Meyer spelled M-E-I-J-E-R. So when you hear the word Meyer, now you have to envision it in your head, M-E-I-J-E-R. Frederick was born in Greenville, Michigan to parents uh, Gezina, maybe, maybe Hazina maybe jazina mantel and hendrik meyer who were from the netherlands which is why i think it might be hezina because okay. in dutch they do jesus like a H sound oh but who knows um but quick side note about hendrik because hendrik was very important in the story um but something interesting about Hendrik Meyer. He was born in 1883 in the Netherlands. He began working at a mill where his father worked at age 12. While working at the mill, he was um, taught anarchist and socialist political views. He then began distributing pamphlets and posters in support of anarchy and socialism and criticizing Dutch colonialism. He eventually joined the military to get away from working at the mill and then eventually left the military and then immigrated to the United States. And um, at some point in between leaving the military and immigrating to the United States, he met Mantel, who was the daughter of anarchist and socialist organizers, and they started a relationship. But he immigrated to the United States with his family and not her in 1907. He moved to Holland, Michigan, where he was annoyed irritated by the conservative community and immediately joined michigan yeah (laughs) i mean that's what you do you're dutch you moved to holland michigan (laughs) it really confused me because there was a later sentence in this wikipedia page that said he he left holland in 1912 and i was like wait when did when did he go back when did he go back to holland to leave it i was like oh they met holland michigan but yes, so he moved to Holland. He was irritated by the conservative community there, and he immediately joined a socialist group. And then in 1912, Mantell arrived in the United States, and the two settled in Greenville, Michigan, and they married on November 11th, choosing that date to commemorate the date that anarchists were executed following the Haymarket Affair.
2: Oh, my God.
1: So they were pretty seriously into their anarchy and socialism. But cut to 1934, Hendrick has had a son named Frederick. Frederick is now 14. And Hendrick and his son Frederick together start a grocery store called Meyer's Northside Grocery in Greenville, Michigan. Um, some things that Meyer did that were innovative was offer self-service shopping and shopping carts, which they did, they decided to offer after stuttering trends in the grocery industry, which was, I guess, that people wanted shopping carts, was the trend.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the Greenville store was successful, and so they started opening additional stores. By the 1960s, they had dozens of stores in West Michigan. And then in 1962... Frederick and Hendrick together launched a new store called Meyer Thrifty Acres. And this store
0: I like that it sounds
2: now. like it should be an Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Thrifty Acres, yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and this store, according to sources, pioneered one stop shopping. But where have we heard that before?
2: <laughs> Awkward.
1: Yeah. But this is the sixties, which is thirty years later, so I don't Mm -hmm. know. But an interesting note about this one, they didn't have a ton of confidence in their business concept. So the store they opened was 180,000 square feet, which is big, combined grocery shopping and department store shopping in a single large store. But the store was built with six-inch thick floors so that if it didn't work out, they would switch it to an indoor car dealership. And... (laughs) They, they, <laughs> they continue love to love a backup plan. <laughs> yeah, they're like, We have this great pioneering idea for one stop shopping, but also this great idea for an indoor car dealership. <laughs> so maybe we'll do that instead if it doesn't work out. Um, and then they kept building the stores that way until the mid 1970s when an architect mentioned the extra cost. And they realized, I guess, at that point that they were all in on one-stop shops. And then Hendrick died in 1964, and Frederick inherited the company. And then under his leadership, the Thrifty Acres stores continued to be successful, and later they renamed them to Just Meyer in 1986. And then Um, They continued to have this like combination superstore as well as independent grocery stores until the 1990s, but the larger combination stores became dominant. And one thing I was, one thing they talk about here is that Walmart had tried to open large stores, but that they had initially failed because they didn't have grocery. And so the key to Meyer and Fred Meyer succeeding was that they offered grocery alongside all these other things so mm-hmm. people don't want to just go to like an everything but grocery store
2: i mean then
1: you want an everything store
2: i mean target just when did target start having groceries like 10 years ago
1: maybe mm, Walmart, good point. that's the worst Walmart, part about it's target groceries. is groceries
2: people love target
1: and now we don't she's right are we mad about the groceries at Target? I mean,
2: I'm just saying people have always loved Target and now they have this like sad little grocery section.
1: Well, maybe the world don't. is different now than it okay. was in the 1960s. What do you think about mm-hmm.
2: that? I mean, it might be different. It might be like a little bit different. Okay. It's just funny to think about the comparison.
1: Yeah. Sure. No, it's valid. But also, Thank you for validating me. Like Walmarts all have groceries now. Grocery stores, but I think that's like a pretty. Walmart's are like, yeah, I think Walmart's are like Fred
0: Meyer's, yeah, Supercenter,
1: yeah. They call them hyper stores, I guess, or like hypermarts is some is like one of the words they use for them, which I've never heard used outside of these Wikipedia pages. Supermart, hypermart. No,
0: I think it is hyper. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Brian, you just gave me a flashback when I first moved here. Someone was like, mention Fred Meyer. I literally Googled it. Yeah. Because I was like, what are they talking about? And I think it was, yeah, Hypermart or Hyper something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. And then Fred, Frederick Meyer died on November 25th, 2011 after suffering oh. a stroke. Recently. But Meyer, the store, remains an independent corporation. And had a revenue in 2020 of $20 billion. So That's a lot. Ta- talk about anarchy and socialism. Dang. But his dad was the more anarchist and socialist.
2: There's a controversies and criticism section of the Meyer Wikipedia.
1: Oh, yeah? Anything Treatment
2: good? of LGBT, com- LGBT community, firing of a Christian employee. Hmm. Uh oh. Deborah Kirkstra was fired in 2001 for refusing to work on Sunday because of religious convictions. I mean, really? <laughs> like, did you ask her if she could work Sundays when you hired her? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, no just... case.
1: <laughs> yeah. I just schedule her for the other days of the week. But apparently, apparently, like Hendrik did pass on some of his anarchist and socialist p- beliefs to Frederick. Okay. But I guess not a ton because Frederick was the 60th wealthiest person in America when he died. So.
2: Whoa! Wow! Not yeah, a ton that's of pretty socialism up there. Going on there. It's not very socialist of him.
1: But yeah, Damn. who's your favorite Fred Meyer?
2: Um, it's hard to choose, you know? I think it's Henrik. It's Henrik. Yeah. Is it Hendrik or Henrik? Hendrik. Hendrik with a D.
1: I mean, maybe the D Hendrick. is silent. I don't know how to pronounce Dutch stuff. He
2: seems funny. Cute little anarchist wedding anniversary.
1: Yeah. My favorite Meyer. That's it. We'll do a whole podcast. <laughs> My favorite Meyer.
2: Perfect,
1: yeah, no, Hendrik Meyer seems really cool. agreed I Me like too. That. yeah choosing choosing a wedding anniversary to commemorate a special anarchist date is pretty fun.
2: I mean, it wasn't a great day for anarchists, which is kind of fun, but it's
1: like we're gonna remember this day by getting married on it,
2: yeah, yeah, it's more an honor,
1: yeah than a
0: celebration right yeah what's your cool. um is that your weekly question brian is which is your fave
1: yeah who's your favorite meyer
0: yeah hendrick what's your question Aaron? um what is the weirdest or coolest thing you've backed on one of those crowd funding websites and Um, If you don't have an answer to that, if you have a, if you're a freaking inventor, uh, what would you put on there? What's an idea you have that um, you could maybe get made if you could crowdfund it? I want to know. I want to know. Great song. Um, My question is.
1: Crowdfunding is.
2: (laughs) My question is, have you had Nuke? Please
0: tell me all about it.
1: Please.
0: Yes, would love to know. Is Maybe it worth?
1: Me and Aaron will be forty five in to say dogs. yes after this coming Sunday. Okay. Great. Maybe. What's up? You and I are gonna go. We're gonna go get three corn dogs. We're gonna each have one and a half corn dogs, and then we're gonna split a bottle of nuke.
0: Yeah, I'd do that. Might be a few weeks or months or years, but.
1: <laughs> now we're doing it this Sunday. But yeah,
0: absolutely. Once again, to lo- something to look forward to. I would I would seriously love to do that. That sounds like a great afternoon.
1: Maybe we can get it to go.
0: Eat it in the porking lot.
1: <laughs> the porking, the porking lot. <laughs> Yikes, dude. <laughs> All right. Well, if you have had Nuke, have a great idea that you want to kickstart or have a favorite Meyer? let us know. Uh, we love to hear from you. Or if there's anything else that you were thinking about while we were talking, please write in. You can send an email to while you were talking pod at gmail.com. You can DM us on Instagram at while you were talking pod, or you can send us a voice message through our Anchor FM profile, and there's a link to that in the episode description. As always, We thank Rob Henson for our theme music and we thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you next time. Goodbye.
0: Goodbye. Later.
1: And now over to Erin for today's hot take.
0: Yeah. So I think that more people should be walking their cats. You know, like you walk dogs. Like, get that cat off the little perch in the window, get them on a leash, maybe that cute kind with the, you know, the harness that wraps around their bellies, and let's take them on walks and let's normalize it, okay? I had a friend in high school who I would, uh, we would, like, call each other while we pooped and, like, talk on the phone.